Metallica, here they come, the kings of metal. This is Johnny Z, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. This is episode 244, and we're going to conclude the Big Four show in Sophia with the bonus features, the backstage documentary. I've actually probably watched this part of it more than any of the other parts. I, I'm, I'm with you on it's that. It's fun. It's really fun. And after watching what we've watched already, and, and especially the part two of Metallica set, seeing the Am I Evil jam, mm-hmm. we'll get to it when, when, when the time comes, but there's parts in there where you can you get the vibe that most of Slayer is not down. Yeah. So we'll get to that, but uh, it, it, this is a really fun journey backstage, seeing you know, everyone kind of reunite and all that stuff. And it's cool because, I mean, obviously we're not at that level, but you know that that it's fun seeing that part of our world. Mm-hmm. It really is quite similar to what it's like for us backstage. So I remember when we went to the stadium tour in St. Louis, and uh, we were kind of given the backstage walkthrough with our friend Matt Thomas. Yeah. Which is he still with Taylor now? I don't know who um, who Matt's out with. I'm Everyone sure. kind of got got redistributed yes, during yeah. uh, the hellish year of COVID. But it really did. It'll be interesting to see where everyone landed. But um, it was just very um, what it's like back there. You know, that's what I liked yeah. about that tour. You just happened to be standing next to a giant M. Exactly. <laughs> you remember those like parts of the stadium tour? They had the big M oh, and the oh, big yeah. A and big inflatables. Or like, oh, they're the big drums they play on now that were dead. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should say hi to anyone who might be listening for the first time. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, hi. hey, how are you? We are uh, two professional musicians who get together every week and have been for almost five years to talk about our favorite band, which happens to be Metallica. Happens to be, yeah. Which, you know, it makes me happy that they're my favorite band because they're the best. And it's always good when your favorite thing is the best thing. It really is, yeah. I, I feel like I have a, you know, we, all, we each have a few favorite bands. Sure. And, and a lot of times they are the best at what they do. Yeah. I love The Clash. Yeah. At one point in history, they were called the only band that matters. Wow. You know? Because they were doing such groundbreaking that stuff, was, uh, that no one could fucking touch it. <laughs> that was Joe Strummer's mom who said that, by the way. It was it was his mom, <laughs> but they made T-shirts of it. I always love when you see like a diner, you know, on the road in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, "Voted best in the uh, county or whatever." I'm like, "By who? The employees? By your mom?" It's like an elf where it's like, "World's best cup, you did it, <laughs> exactly, congratulations." But it is nice that you know they, uh, in in my you know sophisticated estimation of of hard music and heavy music. I'm glancing at the landscape, even now, Ethan, in my mind's eye, as you sit here across me at HQ2, mm-hmm. and uh, I can just clearly see that they're the best. And they are. Um, if you're going to talk about a band every week for five years, it may as well be the best one. It might as well be. I mean, there, there, there's sure there's plenty of bands you could start a par- podcast about, you know, that have a, a, a you know, pretty wide discography, maybe are together or not together, and, and come up with a lot of good stuff. But I mean, this is a band that's still continuing to this day. They're about to celebrate 40 years. I guess I'm just really happy that my favorite band's not Oingo Boingo. 
or Savage Garden. <laughs> now, I, that Savage Garden record I liked in high school. Right, but, but a five-year podcast. A five-year podcast would be tough. It'd be tough. You know where I would be able to go with it, though? You know where they got their band name from? Where's that? Uh, an Anne Rice vampire novel, which okay. I was a huge fan of Anne Rice novels, and the Savage Garden was from, I believe, the Vampire Lestat. Okay. So I would just turn it into that, because I could talk about that for a long time. And then it would turn into like a, like a, a podcast of novels or something. But I will tell you a band that I have been heavily investigating the last few weeks that's kind of new to me. I mean, I always knew of their work. You're going to, of course, know their big songs when I tell you who it sure. is. But it's the Talking Heads. Oh, yeah. And um, I watched David Byrne's new uh, live DVD called American Utopia. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Blew my mind. Yeah. And then I went back and watched the one that he made called Stop Making Sense. Yeah, that's a great one. I've that's, got that I got it on vinyl. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they made an album out of it. But it's directed by Jonathan Demme, who did um, Silence of the Lambs. Like, yeah. So a big director. And it's it's a really interesting concept where it just starts with him playing acoustic guitar, yeah. Psycho Killer, right. to a boombox with a loop. Yeah. And then slowly, and then the next song, the bass player chick comes out, and it's just her and him. And then and all the lights are on. Mm-hmm. And then just by the middle of it, they it looks like a show. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It, it, you know, it starts with that just basically white room they're in, in a way. Well, that's American Utopia. I mean, oh, sorry. That's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what I was talking about. My bad. They're, they're on a stage, but they have these like light curtains. And yeah. it, it's basically just a square room. Yeah. No instruments are plugged in. Uh, everything is wireless. So it's just them walking around. It's like heavily choreographed. Yeah. The songs are really kind of deep and weird, like David yeah. Byrne is prone to write. But but then they'll get to points where they'll play their big songs. They'll play like Burning Down the House or, yeah. or uh, Once in a Lifetime. And you're like, oh my God, these songs are so good. So, oh, yeah. So I got several of their records, but of course I got the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. And while we've been flying doing Morgan Wade dates, I've just been, that's all I've been listening to. Every song is good. Yeah. To me, they're they're one of those bands that like I'm I'm not crazy invested. Yeah. That was me until about a month ago. But even but but I think even a best of with them is still just like buy that solid. Cause there there are deep cuts on some of the records that are just that he gets out there. Yeah, it's out there, right. Real out there. Um so yeah, I'd encourage anybody who wants to listen to talking heads, get a best of or maybe uh make a playlist of all your favorite stuff. But here but here's the deal with the best of. I mean, they're just that kind of band to where you're even on their greatest hits, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you're only going to recognize a couple of songs. Yeah. They they just didn't have that many big hits. But the ones they did have were pretty big. Dude, that, Burning Down the House was pretty big. And that song is really crazy. Anyway, this is a Metallica podcast. <laughs> uh but anyone who maybe is like on the fence with Talking Heads, I just can't recommend it enough. It's been really like a fun you know what our age with our pedigree and how much we love music, we dedicate so much of our lives to talking about Metallica. Mm-hmm. To be surprised by an artist, it doesn't happen as often as Correct, it used yeah. to, and it's nice. It really is nice. It's just a nice thing that can happen. It's fun to be, you know, kind of blown away. That happened a couple years ago with me and, and discovering Julian Baker. Right. I remember listening to that record, just just sitting back going like, oh my God. And the record ended. And I'm like, nope, we're going back. And yeah. I listened to like the first night, I remember listening to it like three times in a row. Hmm. And, and that hadn't happened in quite a while. Yeah. And she's not doing anything necessarily groundbreaking, but it was very refreshing yeah. is what she's doing. So. There's still magic out there. There is, I man. Think, I think that's the takeaway. Yeah. In the news, happy birthday, first of all, to one Mr. Jimmy James Hetset Jr. Senior Jr. Esquire the third. Esquire the third, I'm told. Uh, 58 years old. Looking good. Looking good. He's sounding good. Sounding good. He's sounding healthy. And uh, I, it's exciting, dude. I'm glad we kind of hung in there because, you know, through COVID year, through an inactive year, through cancellations, through no touring, through no new music, because I think we're going to get a new album pretty soon. I think so. I mean, probably spring of next year. I would I would imagine it be next year. Yeah. I mean, because they've had obviously they've had the time. They've been they've been make, uh, figuring out ways outside of Zoom to get together at HQ in, yeah. in the Bay Area. And I mean, th- for the most part, over the last gosh 
six months at least, they've all been pretty open about it. Yeah. It's not really a secret. So I don't know. I feel like they're maybe further along than we think. They're saying, you know, Kirk made news this last week and, you know, God bless these guys. So they, he, he's a good, he's good at the PR part because he has experience because he's been in a huge band for 40 years. Right. But they do this thing where they, it, it's like, it's like Jedi shit where it's like, how can we talk a lot about the new record without really saying anything? Yeah. It's a lot of like, this record's going to bring people together. You know, this is about, you know, it's a very divisive time, but this record's about like what we've always been about, which is like bringing people together. Yeah. And, you know, we got to, we got together a few times in a safe way and our ideas are flowing. And yeah, a I, lot of those, a lot of those like, things for sure. Like the headline was like Kirk Hammett talks about new metallic record. And of course, you know, of course me and you are going to be like right. gobbling that up and I'm reading it and reading it and reading it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I get to the end of it and I'm like, nothing was really said about it. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and obviously that was probably on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. At the uh, same it's time, clearly you, designed. you have these publications that are like, well, it's something. So they're going to throw it out there with a, yeah. with a big, you know, click. Kirk Hammett talks. You know. I would love for the, for the, for the like headline to just be more accurate. Like, Kirk Hammett says many nebulous nothing things about the new Metallica album. <laughs> oh, right. That sound nice. That sound nice. But it was funny because some of the comments were like, uh, dude, Metallica albums do not bring people together. Like just meaning like people argue over hardwired sucked and they haven't had anything good since the black album or right. they cut their hair or whatever. There's, all, there's always, yeah, there's always critics. Like the joke, Lulu, you know, the joke is like their albums actually divide a lot of people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am glad that we're of one mind. Um, about Hardwired. I was thinking about that. I, oh, yeah. I went and listened to the interview that we did with the Tour Talk guys, which, by the way, your uh, Metal Lawyer music was really funny. Thank you. I laughed at that. I was hoping someone would notice. I did. And uh, there's one point where we're talking about why we started the podcast, and it's like, well, they'd come out with a new album that we both thought was really good. It's like a really quick little yeah. sentence. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, first of all, I'm so glad it was Hardwired is good. Mm -hmm. And second of all, that we both agreed that it was. Yeah, Absolutely. What if you hated Hardwired? That would be weird. It'd be weird. I mean, it would be tough to talk about because we've we've gushed over that record, obviously, for the last couple of years. But it would be it would be weird. What if we don't like the new one? I mean, this is the this will be the first new Metallica album with us, obviously, this far into this ride that yeah, we're on. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting because Hardwired came out about a month and a half before we launched. So. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd imagine that, that you know, a they're they're always going to do whatever the fuck they want because that's Metallica. That's been their mantra forever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they're they've also got. Were you just reciting the lyrics to Whiplash just now? I was, yeah. Okay. Um, Cause we're Metallica. Cause we're Metallica. We'll never stop. We'll never quit. We'll kick your ass and we'll do it wearing leather. That's right. Uh, the other thing that makes me excited about a new Metallica record is you've got Fiddleman at the helm. Got Fiddleman at the helm. You know, I mean, the helmsman. There's nothing he's done with the band yet that I'm like, eh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like S and M two in the theater and on vinyl sound incredible. Yeah. Hardwired sounds incredible. Any live stuff that he's been a part of sounds great. I think unless they wanted to do something with old Bobby Rock, who I dearly love as, yeah. as well as you and Moke. Um, I, I can't, I don't know of a modern producer. Like, do I want them to do something with like Danger Mouse? No. no. Or like Jack Antonoff? No. No. Like who's really doing crazy shit now? Right. I mean, Fiddleman's the guy. Speaking of Bob Rock, did you, I don't know if you, I'm assuming you follow Josh Freeze on, on Instagram. I saw that he was hanging out with Bob Rock. Yeah, he was doing what, drum, what drums. For, I don't know what he, I don't know what they're recording, but but he's 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 tracking drums on a bob rock project yeah pretty cool pretty fun yeah well um other in the news other things in the news i should say weezer released their version of sandman yeah. now this is making a lot of news because it's weezer weezer's a big band it's it's the chef's kiss genius of the blacklist album because right. yeah you've got some artists like some international artists are taking chances on or, but most of the artists on there including the international ones like like that Juanes guy yeah are huge 
Yeah. So what happens is every time they, you know, drift out this new thing, it gets to make news every week. The Black Album. It's genius. It's crazy. And on top of that, you've got Weezer out on a massive tour right now with Green Day. Yeah. On that stadium tour. Here's what I'll say about the Weezer cover. I mean, do you want to? I mean, we all know Weezer's your favorite band. Oh my God. Do we we need to get into this? I love Weezer. I just think they've put out a lot of shitty records. Right. I think they put out more bad records than Metallica has. Metallica's only put out one bad record. Exactly. We don't want to count Lulu. Again, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I don't I'll end it by saying this. I love Weezer. I have, I definitely have the, I have the first four records on vinyl and I've got a bunch of seven inch singles that are awesome. After, to me, after Maladroid, it was kind of like there was maybe two or three really good songs in each record. I think they just put out too many. I think Rivers writes, it's great to write a ton of songs. This is my opinion, man. But listen, I'm, who am I to criticize his art? If he wants to put the shit out, that's fine. <laughs> I just like the Weezer hole that you're in. I just I I like watching you squirm in your Weezer hole because you're such a nice guy. Well, and and, and you know, the, I would say this. A record they put out, um, I can put blank on the name of it because I'm not that deep on their new stuff. Mm-hmm. They put out a record that was really just drums and bass and, and, and Rivers vocal and all, and there's no guitars. It's all like uh, orchestration. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like there's that one like all my favorite songs they make me sad it's like on the radio bunch right now okay um i think that record's cool yeah but they did they did a they did a black album because they have a lot of different color themed records obviously right. and it's like really electronic and weird and just kind of like i don't know for me not my thing <laughs> i just love the weezer hole you're in i just love that you're, just, I, I you're listen, letting me go I, I know i could just listen to this forever um i, I mean i'm with you I, I think they're great but i don't really have i mean i don't have any other albums yeah but if you were to be like what do you know weezer I'd be like oh they're great yeah um but i do realize they put out a lot of stuff a lot of stuff um yeah. i gotta say this man the the sandman cover it just sounds exactly like inner sandman yeah i haven't, I, I haven't I, listened to it and yet. i gotta i gotta just say i gotta speak it into the world dude who gives a shit yeah well, I mean, yeah, we've made it known that we're we're not really into verbatim covers. Here's what they did that's interesting, but it's not as interesting as the actual song. For the solo, they just played the vocal melody. Which that's their thing. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of a, a Rivers little formula, especially yeah. <clears throat> on the, the the Green albums when they did it, uh, the third record a lot, where every solo was the melody of the verse. Okay. And that's kind of been his thing. Which, I mean, that's kind of like a, I mean, that's a, a trick. It's a thing you can it's do. It's like, like a pop formula it, thing. It, it's a form. It reinforces the hook. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're going to take a vocal break, you kind of, what I really like is when you, I mean, Mike Campbell was the king of this, the yeah. guitar player for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, is you basically call back to the melody. Yeah. You, you don't play it note for note, but you, you there are little flourishes of it. Mm-hmm. And you may not even be thinking about it as a listener, but it's just reinforcing the hooks right. over and over. For sure. Um, Which, but just, by the way, I encourage you to... I, I've looked up some videos of the, the current tour they're on with Green Day. Okay. Their stage setup is pretty amazing. Okay. Who's... Is it a co-head... Who's going first? Weezer is. Green Day's... It, it, in, in reverse order, Green Day headlining, Weezer, um, Fall Out Boy, uh-huh. and then the band I love is opening the Interrupters. Oh, cool. Cool, like punk, ska, female-fronted band. I mean... If you were to ask me which band is a bigger band, Green Day or Weezer, I don't know if I'd be able to answer that, but I I would bet Green Day. Oh, yeah. By a long shot. You think so? By a long shot? The amount of records they sold between Dookie and American Idiot alone, they're fucking... Yeah, but look at... But Weezer sold a lot. Dude, look they at... Have. Uh, <clears throat> whatever, whatever, like, Hash Pipe was on. Yeah. And Green Album. That, and that uh, Islands in the Sun song. Yeah. Boop, boop. But that... I mean, I would say, aside from, like... I think what reinvigorated maybe some popularity for them uh, with fans... In the last couple of years, was their cover of Africa? Yeah, that, the Toto got, cover that, that 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 got pretty popular. Again, though, it sounds just like the 
the Toto version. It does, yeah. It does. I mean, why not? I bet those Toto guys were like, why can't we just have a fucking hit again with yeah. Africa? People are just going to like. Or they might have been like, whew, thank you. <laughs> we'll take the, we'll take that. We'll pub- take that publishing money. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're, um, all that to say is, is their stage set up because their last record was called Van Weezer. Yeah. It was a very 80s metal inspired. Yeah, lot, and they're, and they're pretty funny, like acerbic, smart guys. Totally. And so. Rivers is a really, he's a shredder. Great guitar player, yeah. Um, but he's, dude, he's playing a reverse headstock Jackson V on this tour. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And, and he, Love it. he recently grew his hair out long and has a mustache. He cut it into a mullet. <laughs> and he's like wearing a polo shirt and like shorts. It's just, and there's literally like, they're probably all dummy cabs, but there's there's like a mountain like in that shape of 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 four by twelve cabinets, but they're all like teal and pink and Great. all that stuff. And there's two lightning bolts coming, dude. The, the, the drummer has like seven kick drums that spell out Weezer. Oh my it's, god, dude! The, the, see, it's things like that that just tip me over the edge. That are like, I like those guys. That's what, and, that, and that's the part about them I like. I'm right. not, I'm not trying to be a, a hate on Weezer guy. Let's get back in that Weezer hole for a minute. Okay, here we so. go. <laughs> Dude, that that definitely makes me want to check it out. That's like some cheap trick, you know, Rick Nielsen with the, you know, eight guitar. Yeah, when we're done, when we weren't done, we should look it up. So she can see, like, it, it did him. And he'll play the normal solos on the records, but use the Floyd Rose, like, pew, and like tap part of it and stuff. Like, I will say, man, our mutual friend, John Davis, who I've toured with, I mean, I toured with John maybe 15 years ago. Right. And he used to tour with Weezer with Super Drag. Yeah. And he told me some pretty interesting Rivers Cuomo they also, stories. They also did a tour with Green Day. He said that, I'll, I'll, I'll tell one story okay. that I don't think he would mind me telling. Right. He said that Rivers was like so um, uptight about like seeing people, kind of like a, a socially phobic person. Yeah. That he, <laughs> that he had a road case made that he would get in to go from like the busing area, the loading <laughs> area into the venue because he was just sort of, sort of petrified to like see or talk to anybody. Right. It wasn't a big fame thing. It was more just like social phobia. I wonder, I mean, he, that was pretty early in their career still. I wonder if he just couldn't handle it. They would roll him in. in a <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, man, when things start popping off, I'm going to do that on the Morgan gig. I'm just going to get, I'm just going to be in a road case. You're going to have to wheel me in on. Is that I'm gonna cool to do with it? you? Why do I have to do it? What if I want to be in a road case too? <laughs> get in there with me. Sure. It might be a little steamy. What if the whole band can get it? Make, make one for five people. That sounds good. I'm into that. All, All right. right. <laughs> Let's get through this. So, we are a Mal Metallica podcast. Um, I don't want to even listen to the Weezer cover on the show. It just sounds like Inner Sandman. That's fine. So, yeah. um, and I know we have a lot of listeners out there who love Weezer. They're a beloved band. So I'm glad they're on the blacklist. I'm glad, yeah. glad they can bring more attention to it. Um, whatever charity they're wanting to support. Great. Good. Awesome. Good for everybody. Wonderful. Neato. Neato. Neat shirt to have, baby. All right. iTunes, go go leave us the review. We're going to give you a Metal Up Your Podcast patch uh, for the month of August. You're going to get some free stuff. Clickety-clack your way over there. And uh, if you really want to support the show at a deeper level, you can check out the Patreon. Thank you to Neil Foley and Craig Elba, who are now patrons of the show. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. You are the champions, my friends. <laughs> I know the way's down in that. Thank you. Thank you. Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the... Thank you. Thank you. Exit light. Thank you. Uh, we're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. We appreciate everyone who engages us over there. We're having a nice time. There is the Metal Up Your Podcast Discord server. You can find a link to that if you just scroll. Whatever app you're using to listen to our sultry voices now, mm-hmm. if you just look down, you will see a link to the Discord. You don't have to do anything or sign up for anything. You just join the Discord, and then you're chatting with a bunch of like-minded knuckleheads exactly. from all over the world about all sorts of things. The easiest way to get a hold of us, as always, is our email address, Metal Up Your Podcast Show. Got to put that show in there at gmail.com. To. 
Because if you're sending emails to metalupyourpodcast uh, at gmail.com, where are they going? Uh, to somebody that took the email address. Someone that already has that email address. Yeah, somebody has it. Maybe that's where all of Samim's forgotten letters are. <gasps> oh my gosh. Right? That could be. Right? Right. Right. All right, we're going to dip into the email corner now and hear from the family. What do you say? I say, let's do it. What do you say, it. C? Hey, what do you say, C? Let's go for it, you see. All right, our first email is from Joshua Craig. As I'm still trying to catch up, I was listening to the James Rehab episode, and you were talking about being in my hometown of Portland, Maine, New Jersey. Would that be to me or you? Me. That was you? Okay. Yep. I was there, I think, before that. Uh, bummer I didn't know about it <clears throat> then, but it's all good because I'll be at the 40th and on the floor. was wondering, do you all prefer small cities like Portland, Maine that have unique shops that, and can walk anywhere, or do you like big cities that have everything? I like the Portland, Maines of the world. I mean, big cities ha- have a lot to offer, and they're super fun, but I-, I do love a smaller city like Portland, Maine. I also like the Portland, Maines, but I mean, dude, I've really toured in really small cities, like smaller than that, Shitty, shittier than that. Where You've toured in counties. Where there's nothing. Yeah. I've been in so many cities in, in Ohio, like cities I never knew existed. Like I, I'm like, when are we going to run out of cities I've never heard of in Ohio? <laughs> right. And I, we never did for four years. We yeah. were playing the most remote, backwoods things. Now, that's small in a not-so-charming way, Right. where- the only kind of trouble to get into, and by trouble, I mean like coffee and records. Yeah. Like our crew, what we did before and what I'm sure we're going to do uh, this fall, every morning was just cool little coffee shop, cool record store. What mm-hmm. else is there? Yeah, exactly. I'm not looking for any other kind of trouble. But the thing is, in those small towns, you're on a main street. You're literally on main street because that's all there is. Mm-hmm. And there's a few bars that you will get killed if you go into. And there's like a few pawn shops and shit. Maybe like an antique mall. I don't like that. Now yeah. you can find some like charming shit, but yeah, for sure, it's it generally it's hard to find something to get into. Portland, Maine is one of my favorite cities oh, ever. It. Great lobster rolls, the best lobster rolls ever, the best clam chowder ever. Good record stores there too, and Strange Maine is one of my favorite Strange Maine record yeah. stores I've been to. That's so right. that's kind of a different vibe. I think if I had to choose, I mean, I'd rather be in big cities. Yeah, and- I like charming little cities like Portland, but. I'd rather be in Chicago or San Francisco. I'd rather be in Portland, Oregon, yeah, or New York. I like that. I would call maybe Portland more like. Would that be like a midsize or we midsize in Nashville? Portland, Maine. Yeah, no, we're midsize. We're Portland, Maine is smaller. smaller. I do like some of those smaller ones or, or midsize. I guess like maybe like a Madison, Wisconsin. You know, a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah, college towns are always fun. There's um, there's a million people in Austin. There's about seven hundred thousand in Nashville. Okay, so if that gives you any kind of idea, yeah. I do have an idea now. Yeah. Okay. I'll take Portland, Maine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good question, though. I think, and I think also if you have the right people and you know what to do when you're Mm -hmm. traveling, you can kind of make anything cool. Oh, for sure. I mean, you and I both, I'm sure, have like been in like a, a podunk town where it's like, Nothing to do. All right. Well, I'm going to get an Uber to Walmart and we'll get a little portable barbecue. We're going to grill out by the bus. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, and you make, exactly. you, you make like a freaking little hangout. Get of like it. a little canopy and stuff. And like, we always did that on the bus if we were somewhere weird, you know. Oh, uh, and if, if we, once, once we graduate to bus world with Morgan, I'll definitely be bringing some camping chairs on the road. Nice. Nice. All right. Next email is from Nick Roller. He says, Gents loved the Metal Lawyer 2 riff. Thank Happy you. to hear my fellow brother in law is doing well. Because as we know, Nick Roller. OG Metal Pre Podcast listener is the original Metal Lawyer. Brother one. in law. Brother in law, he says. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> 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 he capitalized the L in law. <laughs> They're not really. <laughs> Not, not related by marriage. <laughs> he means it literally. 
Okay, he says, great last episode. I completely agree with the grass is greener sentiment. I've heard from a lot of rock and metal bands that Fargo, where he lives, is always grateful to see bands and crowds are usually pretty stellar. That's probably largely because our options are otherwise We Fest, Luke Bryan, or the keys player from Survivor at the casino. <laughs> he says, yes, I really saw that advertised once on one of those signs on a trailer with swappable letters. Wow. Well, and when I was playing it's with- called the, a marquee, actually. When I was playing with the Cowboy the last four years, we played a lot of casinos that are like that, and you would like look at who's coming or who's been there, and yeah. it would be shit like that. The keyboard player from Survivor. It would be like, yeah, or like Survivor tribute bands, f- special guest, the keyboard, the actual keyboard player. Right. That's so strange to me. Yeah, it'd be re- it'd be kind of wild to see the marquees for those. It'd be like me doing a residency where it's like, hey, there's a Reliant K tribute band, <laughs> and we want to feature you three nights in Would a you row. do it? Depends on the money. Depends on the money. You know? Show me the money. If the money's great, then it's like, sure, why not? They're like, look- but it'd be weird. We really want you there. We think it'd mean a lot to the fans. We scrounge together because we want to. We know you're worth a lot, and we're willing to offer you for three nights of playing in our Reliant K tribute band. We're willing to offer you a twenty five dollar gift card to Dave and Buster's. In take it or leave it. In no hotel. In <laughs> no, no hotel. We're going to be sleeping with fans. Um, okay. All the fans of the tribute band, all the, <laughs> not the Reliant K fans. All, all the flights are on Frontier Airlines, and uh, the whatever the airline is where you stand up. <laughs> You know, like the cheapest airlines ever. You can like stand on the plane. Frontier used to be good. Did it used to be good? It used to be good. Yeah, it used to have like free direct TV. It was awesome. Anyway, Nick goes on to say, massively excited for you guys to be back on the road again. If you guys come through Fargo, as always, look Chad Walswick and I up for a beer. Ethan, I may also know a fireworks stand that secretly sells year-round. Yeah, Look for the guy on the rascal scooter. So I've been told. I don't know for sure. That would be illegal. I'm in. Thanks. Your friendly neighborhood heavy metal lawyer, Nick. I'm into fireworks stands. Let's do it. I know. We know. We learned that on the last episode, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Next email is from Justin Lindenmuth. Hello, gents. Hello. Not that I ever left, but your podcast totally made me look deeper into the band we all love. Keep the content flowing and best of luck on your summer nice. tour. Thank you, Justin. Sweet. Love it. Love it. Neil Foley writes in, who's a new patron, by the way, says, greetings from across the pond, brothers. Jumped on the Metallica ride just after the Black Album was released. A mate's brother introduced us to it. And the opening, The Sandman, changed my life. I've seen the boys 16 times, first in 92 at Wembley. I was only 14 at the time. Mind-blowing. Highlights over the years would definitely be the Milton Keynes Bowl, 93, Unreal Peak Jason era, and a small club show in London in 95, a warm-up for Donington, which I love that show because James has that like crazy mullet. Yeah. They're all wearing shorts like Pantera. Yeah. And they, I think they debuted like two by four. Something, yeah, for sure. It was called the um, Escape. Escape, they, from the escape from the studio or like a week a week in the life of metallica instead yeah, of a year and a half right yeah because they basically just had to go over to do donnington so they did like the club show they were yeah. only there for like a week it's it's there's a documentary about it on mm-hmm. uh, this new thing called youtube oh um let's see he says my twin brother got me in the metal up your podcast keith Folly, who's also a patron thank you a few months ago and hooked uh hooked up trying to catch up with all the episodes and listening to the new ones as I drive up and down the UK, it's like having two Metallica buddies chatting as I drive. It's awesome. Keep up the good work, guys. It's great to be on the ride. Neil Foley, Beds for Shia, England. P.S. Ethan, I'm loving the Let It Burn album. Ooh, thank you so Ooh, much. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Ooh, yeah. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you to say. Uh, I have good news for everybody, too. Uh, in the next two days, I will be sending off all the files and artwork to get vinyl pressed. That is good news. Yeah. What's the what's the turnaround time? Because I know vinyl's like it's going to be a while. Vinyl's like super backed up right now. I think it's going to be probably about two months minimum. That's which is cool. I actually expected you to say longer than two months, but yeah, yeah, that's good. 
Nice. Uh, yeah, it'll I mean, be worth it. It'll be worth it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank and you, the Neil. Looks great, by the way. Appreciate it, Neil. Next email is from Aaron Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalfo. <laughs> That's what I wanted to come on. Oh, Sam. Oh, Samwise. I can't carry the ring, Sam. It's oh, so heavy. my precious. Oh, it's just me, Frodo, the biggest bitch in literary history. Oh, I have to go to Mordor. Oh, I have to go to Mordor. Oh, I have to the, go to the Shire. Oh, I just want to stay in my Shire with my weird toes. I just want to hang out with Aaron Gandalfo. <laughs> Gandalfo. Gandalfo. Our, sorry, Aaron. You're welcome sorry, to Aaron. also, by the way. <laughs> Oh, I love you it. never know what can happen in the email corner. You never That's what's really know. fun yeah, about it. Yeah, it's a weird corner to be in sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, one would say it's sometimes a portal. Portal. Best of luck in the upcoming tour. So excited you'll be a package deal with Morgan Wade. We are a package deal, let's be honest. That's right. Uh, I look forward to seeing you both in cool California, though I'm, I'm in the north where uh, cool doesn't cool. live. California. Cool doesn't live. Cool lives everywhere. People are cool up in Northern California. You know what they're doing in Northern California? They're getting drunk on that. Why? There are. They are. Are they, or she meaning cool as in weather? Because it's definitely cooler up in the Bay Area. Yeah. I should know. My wife's from the East Bay. Oh, dead. Sausalito. Um, uh, Aaron says, I'd love to meet up with y'all and buy you a round or two as a small token of appreciation for all the good stuff you've given to the community and to me. Uh, I've heard your voices so much over these years, and I feel like you both are family now. Wow. Thank we you. have a new family. Thank you. Uh, uh, this is uh, Thank you. Ethan and Clint Gandalfa. We are family. Thank you. Uh, yes, boys. You are, in fact, voices in my head. Mm. Thank, uh, thanks for sharing yourselves, your talents, and your time with all of us metalheads. You, dear sirs, are my people. <laughs> Take good care and travel safe. Wow. EGB. EGB. Thank you, Gandalfo. Well, thank you, Aaron Gandalfo. Gandalf. All right, here's our last email before we revisit the uh, Big Four, Sophia Gig, the bonus features. John Worm writes in, Hey, Clint, Ethan, and the Metal Up Your Podcast family, Big Worm here, or Wormy Worm on Instagram. He says, It's been a while since I last wrote in. Longtime listener, third time writer. Just wanted to say a couple of things. I'm very happy to be able to support you guys again. I truly enjoy the content you put out there for us, so I went back to Patreon. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Love it. I will be attending the smaller show they just released in Hollywood, Florida on November 4th, as well as the entire Welcome to Rockville Festival in Daytona in November. He, I guess he got the VIP package. He says, a while back, I said I was making a huge 3D Metallica sign. I'm still making it. Picks to come soon. Would love to give it away to the show. Awesome. Since I'm a patron again, I'd like to request the Rose Bowl show of theirs in 2017 for a Metal Tales, if possible, or one of the future Florida dates. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, Wormy Worm, let's just go ahead and do one of those future Florida dates. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know if I can hear about the 2017 stadium tour again. Yeah, it's fun. We've heard a lot of those. Heard a lot about it. Let's hear the new stuff. Yeah, let's hear the new, that. Yeah, for um, sure. He says, too bad you guys aren't coming to South Florida on your new tour because I'd love to meet you both. Anyway, that's it for now. Back on board the Patreon team. Proud to be a Metal of Your Podcast family member. One last thing. He says, does anybody know who or what is being said in the God that failed right at the four-minute mark? Sounds like Lars saying, hey, peace and adios from Big Worm here in West Palm Beach, Florida, New Jersey. Bye, Metal Up Your Podcast family. Um, should we bring this up now and I listen? always thought it was more of like a, maybe a hey or like a kind of a, like a breath. Let's bring it up and... and uh, right before that last verse, I think. Okay, the four-minute mark, huh? Do-do-do. Here we go. It's definitely a hay. It sounds like Hetfield to me. Hey! It's definitely a hay. That sounds like Jason to me. Listen to it imagining it's Jason. Okay. 
Now, listen to it again and imagine that it's Rob. All right. Rob Trujillo? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought maybe you were going to say maybe Bob. Oh, Bob Rock. Um, now imagine listening to it, except we're both in the nude. Yeah, we were naked for sure, for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Jason. I'm gonna say Jason, or maybe like a Hetfield, you know, making his voice in a little higher pitch. Uh, John Worm uh, proposes that it might be Lars, but I don't know if that's Lars. I don't know. It does sound like it might be coming from the drum mics. Yeah, just like all the, all, especially all the like, whatever the, the room mics, the or open mics are. Yeah. I mean, you know, his, you know, his voice was a lot higher pitched back then. They also tracked the drums, as we all know, um, live on the floor. Yeah. So any they were all in the room. So yeah. That could have been anyone. I know mm. it's not Kirk, because here's what it would sound like if it was Kirk. Hey, I want some cookies! Hey! Cookie Monster! Larry, we drop the bad! Uh, I might narrow it down to Lars or actually, you know, Lars or Jason. No, you're taking James out. I'm James is off James the table. Off the table. James yeah. is the table, but he's off the table. He is the table, but not on the table. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna put my Melody Podcast buckaroos. Yeah. My Melody Podcast dollars. My okay. dineros on Jason. Okay. All right. So, well, problem solved. It's uh, not. It's not. I, I, we didn't settle it. Sorry, John. But um, <laughs> we don't know. We're just. We're guessing as much as you are. I guess too long didn't read would be. We don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we could shorten what we just talked about, then uh, we don't know. Um, thank you for everyone who wrote in. It's as simple as that. We love hearing from you. Metal up your podcast show at gmail.com. We love hearing from everybody. And now we're going to take a little break here, a Patreon commercial. You're going to really enjoy it. You're going to have a nice time listening to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to get la- in our lounge position. Mm. And then we're going to watch uh, one Mr. Dave Ellison uh, take us around the backstage area of the Big Four Sophia. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Hey everyone, Clinton Ethan here, and we want to tell you about a little thing called Patreon. Patreon is an easy and interactive way to support the people who make the things that you love. For as little as five bucks a month, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast can continue to grow in quality and content. That's equivalent to a cup of coffee or a beer once a month. Not only is it easy and affordable, but we've made it a priority since day one to give back to our Patreon community. We've given away deluxe box sets, rare vinyl, black and whiskey, concert tickets to SNM2 and Slane Castle, all four of our Cover Our World Black and EPs, 26 quarantine covers, and Lunar Satan demos, invitations to exclusive Zoom happy hours, the ability to ask our guests like Jay Weinberg of Slipknot, Lizzie Hale, and members of the Metallica crew your very own questions, and eligibility for our Metal Tale series where you can be a guest on Metal Up Your Podcast and tell us all about a notable Metallica show you've been to. Subscribe to Patreon today and immediately get access to years worth of bonus content. Thank you for supporting the people who make the things that you love. Peace. Adios. I can't talk about it anymore. It's giving me a headache. Here, take two of these. Ah, new print. Little. Yellow. Different. All right, you ready? I'm, I'm ready. ready to do it. Now, if you're at home and you have this DVD, this digital video disc, or, right. perhaps, or perhaps you've uh, ripped it to uh, some sort of uh, you know, file that you can play on your computer, we will be doing <clears throat> our your normal countdown so you can watch it with us, right? So you're yeah. going to do the you're going to do the countdown. And then I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be the clicker. It'll so be a three and two and one and start. All right, right? You ready? Yep. Here we go. Three and two and one and click. And here we go. We're off to the races. Got an aerial view of the stadium. 
And then, oh, how the aerial view. By the way, this opening shot, did that just stop? It just stopped. But then it kind of caught up. Okay. That opening shot of like the helicopter flying over the stadium is such like a 70s, early 80s like intro to live concert series, you know? Yeah. Or like a sports... uh, Hey, Dave. Chris Broderick looking kind of like a vampire. Yeah, he kind of does. He loves him looking cool. Hello, hello. And then who was that guy, the drummer? Oh, that's... that's, Wait, that was Broderick, wasn't it? No. No, that was not. Chris Broderick was the guy that got in right after Mustaine. Yeah. So they're in like this little sprinter going from the hotel to the venue. There's Carrie King and the drummer. Dave Lombardo. I always want to call him Todd Lombardo. This is you guys. Todd Lombardo. Jeff, Dude, Jeff all the way Hanneman. in Cal- Jeff Hanneman wearing some cool camo pants. Looks like him and Kerry King emailed each, emailed each other the night before to, to coordinate, <laughs> coordinate their, their camo. Cam- <laughs> Those guys haven't spoken to each other at this point in 40 years. <laughs> Probably. I wonder what Kerry's has in his backpack. Like, he's taking his little backpack for the day. Amazing. He's got, like, a skull in there. Well, it, whatever he was uh, using to edit. To edit, yeah, yeah. dude. He's got his MacBook <laughs> Pro, some chain, Home Depot chains. Oh, Jeff Henneman laughing. What a rare sight. Wow. I didn't know he had teeth. <laughs> I didn't know he had a soul. No uh, Tom Mariah. Yeah, he, get, he gets his own uh, separate transportation. Bouncy, bouncy one over there. Yeah, bouncy there. Whoa. There's Scott Ian. Comes Anthrax. Okay. It's Charlie. Charlie Benante, my new best friend who doesn't know it yet. But you will soon, Charlie. You will soon. You will soon. <laughs> I'm excited for you and Charlie's Dave Matthews podcast. Dude, I cannot fucking wait. Anthrax marching? What are we going to call it? Is Ants marching? Yeah. Anthrax marching? Anthrax marching. I don't know. I'm sure he'll have some good ideas. We'll, we'll kick around some ideas yeah. when we hang out. Cotton and Matthews. <laughs> Cotton and Matthews. We're in the Megadeth dressing room here. We got a, we got some coffee ooh, brewing. Ooh, I got it. This is kind of where. No, oh, I go, go I, ahead. Go sorry, ahead. I had it. Yeah. I don't want it to float away. Thrash into me. Ooh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> this is the point where Ellison kind of takes over as the host of this. Or Slayer, or none of the above. Or Anthrax or Metallica. He seems like he's know, down so. for it. Yeah. Sean Drover, our drummer. Sean, Sean Drover, Drover, that's yeah. his name. Thanks, that Dave. it won't rain while we play. But somehow or another, the big cloud of doom always seems to come over. But he's right. It usually doesn't rain. It just hovers there. That's uh, Cloud of Doom is... Uh, on, it rains. Cloud of Doom is Ellison's uh, screen name when he masturbates. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> So we got. You guys want to see who really goes on backstage live? Come here. Yes, Frank. What song are they jamming? Am I able? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for it. See, Carrie King couldn't do that. Project they've been working on. Some people. Frank Bello, right? It's Frank Bello, yeah. This is pathetic, but it's a big rock show. This is what you do. Loads of fun. This is my third, my third round because it keeps. I, my, I think my ass is getting bigger. <laughs> oh, I, I ate those beans before and it keeps farting through it. <laughs> that's what's happening. Looks great, right? A little Frankenstein action. Seems to be working. But this is life on the road. He's not incorrect. Like this is the kind of stuff that happens. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. Bands. I don't think I've ever sewed my pants. Wine, Talk to Jack O'Shea from Bayside. Sewing. He's a he's a he's a seamstress. <laughs> seamstress for the band, <laughs> yeah. or would that or, 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 as a male would he be called a seamster? 
like going through Satan's belly. What, this? Yeah. Yeah. Kara King just wants to compare everything to hell. <laughs> like with Satan. He's like, I'm dark and I'm deep. No weapons, umbrellas, bottles, recording equipment. He's, Kara King sees a bunch of people and goes, I feel like we're going through Satan's belly. It's like, dude, they're, they're just people. Totally You're just driving through people. Yeah. They're your fans, actually. Yeah. I mean, somebody's usually sneaking up the bathroom. You can't get in there. That's what happens with these big shows. You have one bathroom that somebody clogs up one of the bowls. The other bowl, everybody uses, so there's a line. And if you got to take a big hot shit, there's issues. That's a big problem. He's a good-looking guy, dude. Him and you know him and his uncle Charlie have aged very well. Weight, that's cool. I need my home bowl. It's really hard with these bowls. So you don't trust them. You got to line them with toilet paper, like a, like a big throne, until it's like really packed up. And that's the only time you can sit and hopefully not get crabs. That's what you really have to worry about. Well, there you go. That's life on the road, kids. Oh, there's coffee here. Look at this. Like There's Joey. He's, he's ready for stage. He's got his t-shirt tucked into jeans already. He loves to tuck his shirt in, dude. He does, yeah. Is he in the army or something? Where's that coming that from? Maybe he's like, dude, yeah, it's, it's time for business. It's time for work. And it just like sticks with you for the whole day. What is that? Or maybe he's like, I just have a nice hiney. Could be that, too. Those little portable air conditions are great. They're awesome. They work great. Yeah. For fuck's sake. All right, Ellison taking this us to the stage. Wonderful stage. If you close your eyes, Owen Wilson has given us a tour. <laughs> I've always thought they just sound so similar. What's your portfolio? Stadium. Last night we were actually in the hotel watching the news, and they flipped over to this, and they're actually showing them building the stage. So, a lot of people here, man. This place is it's very big. <laughs> the quintessential yeah. shot of guy hammering a nail. Yeah, carpenter on the set. To totally. Like we had to go through Serbia. Well, see, we came out of Budapest, so we came out of Hungary into Serbia. They came out hungry. Serbia into Bulgaria. Well, eat something. Eat something, so, bro. Uh, a few passport stamps along the way, which is always good. Yes, that's always good. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Whole lot of people. Whole lot of. Unless gear. he's like really down for you know. Let's see what we got. You know. So what you can see here is they have each band on these risers with wheels. Oh yeah, for quick set changes. And that's how most festivals of this size work. Um, everybody's on a riser. No one's ever like just like setting their amp down on the ground. Got to get in and out of there quick, tight and right. Yep. Charlie's kit. See what we got. Cool view up of the hills and everything back there. We have to have something to look at too, you know. I mean, we got the audience, of course, which are phenomenal. And then, I guess later tonight, we're going to do the big jam with Metallica on the encore. Am I evil? And uh, got ramps and things up above. So plenty of time to get ready for that. I'm telling you, I, I I do not forgive the Slayer guys. No, plenty of time. I mean, Anthrax showed up and they're already going over it, and they probably already know it. They're just you know a little refresher. Welcome to Bulgaria, I guess, right? They're being professionals. Yeah. Rob's opening a noodle shop in the dressing room. <laughs> I right love there. that. I oh, know. God, there's nothing more annoying than that. Noodle shop. That is so fucking annoying. I get that he has to warm up, but you don't need to, like, you know, crank a little practice hand, buddy. Dude's fast. Yeah, you're a guitar player. Dave Lombardo's like, do I have to listen to this shit? <laughs> 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 
this is the meal ticket. That you See, I love this, dude. It's like Slayer, the most evil band ever, getting their meal tickets. I know. Get, look, making sure their laminates are like catering's over there. Catering's ears, where the rolls are. Cat King's like, do they have sides of blood? That dude looks cool, man. All the trappings Rob? Right the guy that wears a beanie all the time. Yeah. He's got a misfit shirt on, nice denim jacket. You know he's hot as shit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. Oh, there he is himself. Nice story. Story. I've got my road case practice amp. We end our lives. That's more. Uh oh, here finally we see the he the then we got a, the Metallica boys. A real tuning room here. If we don't know it by now. Lars is always chewing on something, man. Always. It's like Brad Pitt in films. I'm just in a goofy mood, I'm sorry. You stay goofy. Don't go changing on me, man. Don't go changing your heart. Thank you. Warm up on something slightly less manic. They were talking about all nightmare long. Which is very manic. Very manic, yes. Kind of guitar, guitar scenery. Kind of guitar scenery also. Bum, bum, bum. Not Am I Evil. Woo, that camera's right by those cymbals. Right there. Cymbals can really grate on you. Oh, yeah. There's Anthrax rehearsing it's Am funny, I they're Evil. Like, they're in like standard tuning. Oh, I, I didn't even notice that. So Metallic was tuned down. Yeah. Just a half step. Probably a whole step. <laughs> no, I, got all, like, I couldn't remember the intro to Am I Evil because of all the rock royalty in the room. Oh, right, because I think they do... I think they invite people in. Yeah, they do a full-on... Like a rehearsal with everybody yes, in that room. Yes, you, totally. Did you want to do Nightmare Now? Uh, I'd rather do something else. Just warm up the arm on something. Just the arm. Just one arm. <laughs> Third arm. There you go, Kirk. Good suggestion. Hell yeah, fuel. Those aren't the words. Wait a second. That was the Fred Flintstone version. Interesting to see James playing fuel on a snake bite. Yeah. And they're still playing it fast, but they're not playing it insanely fast. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Andy's playing I thought it was Andy putting it under me. I was coming in again. Man, that dude is just wailing in the background. My new nail polish yeah. is beautiful, isn't it? I endorse super glue. Oh, he's putting super glue on his calluses. I've done that before. Oh, yeah, you yeah. done that? Yeah, you get like, or you get like a, yeah, a blister that pops. And uh, you have to close them up. So, um, yep. After, after a while, you just don't have a choice. You just put crazy glue on them and close them up until after the show and hopefully get this shit out. It's great when you rub it in your eyes. That, that works well. Stevie Ray Vaughan used to do that. Yeah. yeah. Slice my finger right open. Because you were shredding, bro. That's right, man. That's what happens at the noodle shop. I love that Scotty M is giving him shit. Oh, yeah. That dude's real good, though. Oh, yeah. The other night. A bus mosh. probably haven't done in this band since around 1988 or something like that. And by bus mosh, I mean a, a bunch of drunk dudes diving over tables and piling on each other and 
spraying each other with Axe body spray. <laughs> I bet the bus driver loved it. It's about as crazy as it gets these days in the anthrax camp. Dude, that's you funny. Know, that's, that's child abuse right bus there. Bus That was me just keep, that was from keeping... The photographer is showing these bruises. I got one here. We're gonna have a, a couple good bus moshes in our future, I think. Dude, if by bus mosh mean like me getting in bed early and watching a Dave Matthews concert, yeah, fuck yeah, oh yeah. When I was doing my kind of circle, so none of them are sober, I'm guessing. They they all they were all able to maintain a healthy relationship with alcohol. Yeah, I think so. Fucking face down. First time ever in my life, actually, I've fallen on stage. So I wonder what Joey's like to hang out with. He seems like the most—he's the most mysterious member. I think I think he's probably a real chill. And he's mysterious. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Right. Well, I can think in my head. I agree. We can ask the Sobex. I know they're they're buds with him. And I look over the side of the stage and I see everybody laughing at me. All these dudes also age very well. Yes. Those dudes look good. There's my best friend. To me, Joey looked older in the 80s, and he still just looks the same. Charlie looks like an actor that I can't think of. There we go. Joey sees Dave Ellison. Yeah, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I know. We're all away from our kids while we're... I-chatting. Were you? I-chat. I-chatting. Damn. Skype, hanging out with my kids. Skype? We know why you were on Skype, buddy. Uh-oh. We know what old Ellison's doing. That's about all we talked about at the dinner the night before the thing started. We talked about our kids. kids. Yeah, we're bored with our music now, so we talked. There's about something about very Spinal Tap about this, this whole documentary part. Yeah, all the rest. That's, that's why Spinal Tap is so enduringly great. Is because they just kind of nailed it. They nailed it in the early so, '80s. So it rings so true. That's why this is interesting here. We got Mustaine and Lars. You can tell right away when Dave knows the camera on him. He's like, "Oh yeah, great, you got us." I think they're talking about hanging. And you know, listen, we'll bring the kids. I mean, it's you're cool with that, yeah. Because I, I know that they want to. They want to go as a part of the whole experience. Huh? This is so crazy huh? for, for anybody. Part of this is enormous. Dave seems cool here. Yeah. I have so much wanting to bring his kids. This is where Lars tells him that his fa- kid's favorite band is Megadeth. Yeah. Three years old. I see little rascal. Yeah, I have three kids and a stepson. I remember having a 12-year-old named Miles. Yeah, Miles. That's who it was. I remember that little boy. I don't know if I told you the other day, but I told Dave that his favorite band was Megadeth for about a year. So about... Was. Till he heard Ride the Lightning. In 07, in 08, you know, we would... Every morning we got in the car, and I'm taking him to school, we're listening to Megadeth. Dave's a good-looking dude. Yeah. His hair is real weird, but... There's Tom. Is that like Tom's girlfriend? I they guess. look they look real close. There's a quick shot of Henneman warming up his whole arm. This is James. Is that James Wait, talking this? to Carrie? We want him to march around with it. I'll see. James is like going in there, like, "Hey, we're going to do this jam." Yeah. And Carrie King's like, "Cool, cool, cool. We won't be there." Yeah. And is that Joey's like wife following him? It's just always interesting seeing the women around. I'm like, yeah. who are they? Are they PAs? trying to get this grip tape on my pedal. I'm guessing Antrax doesn't have a PA for each person. <laughs> That's probably a pretty good guess, dude. I'm not trying to be insulting. It's just the <laughs> no. compared to the level of Metallica. It's no, I, I, you know, I think that's probably correct. Picking up what I'm laying down. They're setting up their own gear, actually. <laughs> they definitely have text, but... 
That's good. He's my favorite drummer other than Lars. Yeah, agreed. He's just so fun and just so clean, too. Yeah. I mean, like, hygiene-wise, he's just really clean. Yeah, brushes his teeth, like, four times a day. They're the techs right there, jamming, dude. That's their moment, man. It's their time. When I was touring with Zach Brown... Their texts when they found out I was like a classic rock kid. Yeah, they would let me check their shit with like God of Thunder. Awesome. I would like walk out on their catwalks. That's rad. Playing Kiss riffs and shit. It's pretty That's fun. It's Vernon Reed. That's great. <laughs> Vernon Reed is Dave's tech on this on this run. Wet wipes, please. Wet wipes. <laughs> Damn it, who is the actor that Charlie Benante reminds me of? I don't know. <laughs> He's handsome too. He's got a good smile. Oh yeah. I'm really honed into like what's attractive about these guys today. I don't know what's going on, but I'm fine with it. No judgment here. I'm just honing in on it, man. He's got a nice smile. Well listen, I mean we've watched this entire show already. Now we're watching the behind the scenes thing. It's like We're watching how they make the sausage. Yeah, exactly. Bing, 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 bing. Headfield talking to Hanneman. How's it going? We were here like two years ago. In one of these tents, we were listening to the new album. They're trying to mix it. Make a decision on a mix. And imagine trying to hear a mix in like a tent like this. (laughs) It's too bright. It's like, yeah, no shit. Jeff Hemmen does not care. <laughs> or he's super nervous or something. This is such an awkward hang. Dude, I'm fucking scared. I ain't going back out there. One time's enough. Like James is trying to get them pumped, right? Yeah. He's being really cool. Really cool. He probably approached them. He probably walked in like, hey, dudes, can I come hang? I say swire. You know, there's and, he, all, and, and you know what he did? He did all the things you do in a social sitch. Like he told a funny anecdote yeah. that was relevant to where they were. Hey, we were here a couple of years ago, trying to mix an album. It yeah. sounds like crap in here. Ha ha. Right. Better to be on the stage than in front of it. Jamming that stuff when possible. That is like the weirdest part of this whole thing is when he's trying to talk to the yeah. Slayer guys. But, the snare. We have one that you march around in. No. But there is a point right here where Tom gets a picture with James. Yeah. Getting a photo. What's real weird is like. I mean, the thing of it is that I feel like James walks in there and it's like, "Hey, we're all peers." And I feel like the Slayer guys look at him like, "Oh, Mr. Rockstar coming in or something like that." I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe Metallica's not cool to them. I don't know. Or maybe they 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 weren't cool after they made the black. Tom wants to take a picture with him. I don't know. They just seem awkward around him. For, for sure. That'd be good. We get carried away. Horrendous racket. We'll never leave. Let me tell you something, Joey Belladonna. You are an enigma. Yeah, that'd be fun. It would got that shirt tucked in. Always. He's got like a Wonder Woman wrist cuff, too. got a Wonder Woman wrist cuff. You got like the most insanely awesome mullet ever. I don't. It's kind of the, the Is new, that a mullet? It's more like the new wave of British yes, head. It's like the early Bruce Dickinson look. I got the memo yesterday. He has bangs. You, it's, you know what? You know what? I'm going to say it. It's my wife's haircut. Your wife's haircut? My wife has black hair and bangs. But it's not a mullet. 
I think a mullet, you need to see the ears. Okay. I'm not really up on my, you know, the designation of the mullet. Well, like I, had, I had one one day. So <laughs> One day. More for a, maybe a whole year or so. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be good to see him up there playing. And especially that song, too, because that's one of the... That's one of the early tunes I remember when he and I first hooked up the tunes. I don't know what they're talking like, about. You know, Am I able? Oh, really? Tang, yeah. Pantang, Diamond had all this stuff that was around. He was Tag all is a Pantang. Chris Broderick looks like a vampire, dude. He kind of does. He's kind yeah. of a strange-looking guy. Yeah. Can we go up on the top and the ramps? I'm running everywhere. I know you are. You know that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So they're all wow. scrapped up. They're about to, wow. Your portfolio. <laughs> 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 Owen Wilson saying, wow. I wonder if this is before they're going to go do, go in Metallica's tuning room or something. Oh, they're doing shots? That's fun. So I guess they are all drinking. Not Charlie, though. That's definitely a double. Nope, Charlie's got it. Maybe? Nope. He's just smelling it. This is weird. <laughs> this is some. This is the, the bass player from White Zombie. Showing you salt. Rubbing, rubbing Scotty's head. But, like, very gently. Oh, I think you're right. This is maybe this is the tuning room moment. Say hello to the world, Bulgaria. It's your coming out party. Okay. All right. Sixteen eleven. As in, they're all about to come out on stage. I guess he was saying they're going to be putting like the crowd in the theaters because they broadcast this in the movie theaters. All right. I mean, I guess. I can't understand what this guy's saying. All right, so Anthrax coming out. We saw their set. Joey's got his half mic stand. Yep. And they're all wearing the same shirt, remember? Oh, yeah. Charlie's got his gloves on. I'll tell you what, man. Me and Charlie, we have some kooky adventures ahead of us, man. Man, I can't wait. Thrash into me. Thrash into me. You think me. Thrash into me is going to go for five years? It could. I mean, they've been in a band for a long time. And they're still going. So now we're going to rewatch the whole Anthrax <laughs> set. This is going to be a very long episode. I got my shirt tucked in. You're probably going to miss your flight tomorrow morning, Clint. I got to go to bed at like fucking eight o'clock tonight. I checked out Anthrax for the first time. I think he means time. on the tour. On the tour. Okay. There's Rob doing the meet and greet. This is awkward too. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Because I think it ends up just being him and Kirk, right? Uh, no, I think I think James is. This is back when James was still doing him too. Really? Oh, yeah. I love the dudes wearing the flaming skull shirt. Yeah. But they like stagger him, right? So he gets toward the end of the line, then another dude they comes do, out. Yeah. It's cool because everyone loves Rob, you know. Yeah. But he's easily like the least the least one to be excited about right. when you're thinking about meeting Metallica. It's like, dude, I met Megadeth and I met Chris Broderick. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, did you meet Dave Mustaine or? Dude, I met Sean Grover, man. All which, right. Which great, great musicians. Carrie. Hey, what's up? I got my head tattooed like I'm, I'm going fucking. to my meet and greet in hell. What does this shirt say? Metal what? Metal militia? No, it doesn't say metal militia. But M-U-L, militia. I'm so happy to see you. This is for you. Oh. Yeah, it's M-U-L-I-S-H-A. Okay, Jersey. Thanks, man. Official. Thanks, man. I'm going to throw this in the trash. No matter what, you got to sign my back, you know. He's gonna sign his back. 
Because he has a huge Kerry King tattoo. Wow. Forgot about that. That's a lot of Kerry uh, King on, on your back. I gotta, I gotta be a fan. Take a picture of myself. Kerry <laughs> King's taking a picture of it. Hold still. <laughs> and then he pulls out a, a Nokia. He's like, sorry, I was just playing Snake 2 on this. <laughs> totally. Just playing Pong. <laughs> Thanks for all the Wait, music. I'm not done with this guy yet. It's not finished yet, but it does say militia. Real picture yeah. now. I think it might be a motocross company, actually. Yeah, yeah. come on, you're famous, dude. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, what do you do when someone walks up to you and they have you tattooed on their whole back? It's just too weird. It's weird. I mean, I mean, like diehard fans, they're like the lifeblood of a band, but sure. but it's just so weird. I mean, you know, we have band tattoos now, but yeah, I wouldn't have my entire back piece be like James. No, you know, what I mean, and like, no offense to anyone who does out there. I'm just saying, I, I'm I'm thinking more as like a guy who performs music. What do you do when someone? Do you, I mean, obviously you say thank you. It's yeah, nice, sure, but it's also really intense. Thank you, sir. It's not very chill. Yeah, totally. Tom Araya getting his picture taken. <laughs> You're right, man. And this guy's okay. crying almost. This guy's crying. Oh, yeah, he's crying. He's weeping. It's okay. It's good. It's good. Oh, man. Okay, life is good. Okay? Tamara seems like a pretty positive dude. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He's positive. Right. He's also probably feels some responsibility. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then he also... <laughs> I mean, there's also the third part of the pie where he's like, how do I just get through this? <laughs> yeah, for and sure. The way to get through it is just be cool. I mean, I, I don't want to make it worse. I've definitely encountered it in like some of my old bands. Like, there's Kirky Poo. Kirk from the meet and greet. In my old bands, where like a fan is literally like crying in front of you. Yeah, I've had that. And you just got to be like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Like, we're human beings like you. We just put out albums. We're just great. We're just awesome. Oh, hey, death magnetic pillow. A death magnetic pillow. He's like, hey, will you sign this picture of James Hetfield? <laughs> All right, we've got a flag, flag signing. Man, that chick's tall. She's very tall. Kirk is also 4'8". Is he pretty short? <laughs> uh, I don't think he's... I, I don't met, well, I mean, I, I know James is like 6'2", 6'3", about my height. So Kirk, I'd say he's probably like 5'9". How about that walk? You do the whole thing, and then as you're walking away, everyone's applauding. Yeah. There's just so many odd things about it, you know? They're just they're, part of the deal. Yeah, they they really are. I mean, would I clap as he walked away? Yes. I mean, I'm gonna be the guy not clapping when Kirk walks away. Right. It's like there goes Kirk Hammond. Or, you, fucking or, or you turn around and go, get the fuck out of here, Kirk. I don't think I would say that. We're done with you. I don't think I'd say that. Oh, more Ellison. Oh, oh, this is Megata taking Hang the stage. Guys. The cloud of doom. <laughs> what's the what's the Owen Wilson's catchphrase? Totally. What is it? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's just the word wow. Wow. Says, really? Thank you for coming. Because of you, today is a special day. You make this a special day. Oh, that's and cool. Because without the fans, nobody would be here. <laughs> and it'd be a day that we'd go like, man, this sucks. <laughs> he's, he's got a pretty infectious laugh. Every yeah. time I see interviews with him, he's, he's a laugher. He's likable. He's a little goofy. Yeah. So I'm going to try my damnedest to say this correctly. And it says, let me know if I'm saying it right, right? 
blago, blago daria, chestecu. Tuk? Oh, chestetuk. Tuk. Mes, especialian, den, saradi, sitski bas. How did you get that? I got that from the hotel, uh, hotel guy. I went downstairs earlier. Dude, just yell, uh, rain and blood. Rain and blood. Everyone will be, everyone will get it. I remember having a day off and in Glasgow. Saying, no, in Glasgow. Hey, I was in, uh, I apologize for yelling at you. Uh, where was it? No, it was in uh, Belfast. And Slayer was playing there that night. And they were in our hotel. And I remember sitting in the lobby having coffee, about to go out on the town. A little, co- little lob coffee? A little lob coffee. Hmm. Tom O'Reilly walks by in basically like that kind of outfit, like, like jogging pants and like a baggy shirt. Yeah. A lot shorter than I expected. Okay. He seems like a, you know, be like a big dude. He does seem like that. That's, I mean, shorter than me, but still, it was like shorter than you would think. So you're saying he ended up being the, the small spoon? Oh, yeah, he was a small spoon for sure. Here we come. We're Megadeth. See, I don't remember it raining in the DVD. Do you? Yeah, it rained with the Okay. I, I have the worst memory. What's my name? Eaton. Do you know where we are? We're in your butt. Exactly. We might have been too focused on uh, Mustaine's overdub vocals. I like that song. Whatever that song is. Holy Words? Yeah. Yeah. That's from Rust in Peace, right? Yeah. I mean, it gets real shred fest at the end, but oh. I like this part. But not like Hangar 18, where it's like <laughs> Hangar 18 sucks. Verse, not really a chorus. Verse, not really a chorus, and then like ten solos. I just offended so many of our listeners, but it's my opinion. That's okay. We're showing a lot of this song, which Shred City, when it was Anthrax, they only showed like five seconds of it. Yeah. Let's get back to the wow, wow. I guess that's what it does here. No blood, but it's cats and dogs. Ugh, blood. Rain and blood, eh? Wow, look at that. In there, man. That sucks. Just sitting there like... It's just pouring rain right outside their tent. Imagine the crowd, too, man. All hail. (laughs) I don't know if I would give a shit. If I was in that crowd, like, bring it on. I don't care. Good night, Dark Continent. We are Dawn Patrol. (laughs) All right, then they're saying bye-bye. Dave's like, where's my camera so I can talk to it again? Where's my camera? How's your portfolio? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, there he goes. <laughs> we emptied the skies for the rest of the guys. Wow. Like a mess out here. Wow. It's like raining, buddy. Look how strange Chris Broderick looks. Holy wars. I predicted like, rain he kind of looks like... A, like a buff model on the cover of a romance novel. Yeah, he kind of is Fabio. He has a Fabio like a real chiseled face. But but also like Fabio, who once was a beautiful man. And look, Chris Broderick's an attractive man. Look, give it up. Yeah, I'm giving but it up. But it's like the more you look in, the more you gaze into the gaze in, the more you're like, it looks weird. Are you from Transylvania? <laughs> Are you a thousand years old? Should you be out in the sunlight right now? Look, Dave's got a robe on, like Lars. All right. 
Berobed, our berobed metal gods. <laughs> Holy robes. Holy robes. Fire up some pot. Green tea or coffee? Wait, what? I didn't know this was a 420 sitch. Green tea rules. Coffee's That's a secret to having. No, it's not. Green tea is metal. Makes you too jittery. You, well, you have to drink coffee to play fast like he does. Bad Drummer did a good job, by the way. Sean Grover. Yeah. Is it Glover or Grover? Grover. Is it Danny Glover? Danny Grover. Yay, Lars. Lars. He's your drummer in the band. And at one point, his brother was playing lead guitar. Uh, Glenn Drover, I think. You have a band? No. Not yet. Just for fun. Just for fun. That's what I do. Just for fun. How are you doing, man? Nice to see you. Uh, I'm changed. Yeah. You lost your hair just like I did. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Where are you from? Bulgaria. Bulgaria. That's close by. You're right? kidding me. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Valid question, though, because I'm sure people travel from all over the world. Yeah, I mean, and it's a great conversation starter. Oh, yeah. Enough of the question, enough of the interaction. Let's just sign autographs. He's trying to make it special. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's cool, man. She is really tall. Lars is a good-looking guy too, man. Yeah. I'm just on a. I'm, I'm going to just start evaluating all the nice physical attributes of the men today. You're pretty. Attra- you're, you're attracted to this right now, all o- all over the place. I mean, I haven't been to Horny Kroger today. Well, who well, needs who needs to go all the way down to Bell Mead Horny Kroger when I can just be in my own goddamn studio? Exactly. Yeah, I feel you. Oh, yep. There's Jimmy. Lars is like, dude, don't ever come out when I'm, until I'm done. Yeah, not until I'm fully don't done. Don't you dare. So that girl's like, okay, so if James is 6'3", that girl's barely shorter. 6'2". Six, six, She's got yeah. a 6'2". God, so awkward, dude. Meet and greets can be so awkward. It can be super chill and easy or very awkward. So you brought your special pillow? The, the show was boring? Yeah. You go to sleep? That's the Death Magnetic pillow. Yeah. I like the, she, yeah, she had the t-shirt over it so she could unveil it. Yeah. The great unveiling. Unveil of the Death Magnetic pillow off to Never Never Land. 20 years. Signing a guitar. I don't think I would have him sign a guitar. Uh, I mean, maybe if I had a Explorer, maybe the back of the headstock. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Where a it's not really seen and less likely to rub off. I guess if you know that. I'm not really an autograph guy though, so. Me neither. All right, he did it. And that is my last mean greet ever. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, Carrie. Look at he's putting this thing on. Oh my gosh. Oh, he like sews it on. Let's go. He has to like lace it up like a shoe. Oh my gosh. You think that somebody would have made one that has like an elastic band? And then he ta- doesn't he take it off after like the second song? Yeah. Listen to him. You can hear the chains. It's like the ghost of Christmas past. It is. 
It's always, it's always just nerves. Tom Rice doesn't change his clothes. They're like, wait, is Carrie here? Oh, just listen to the sounds of the distant yeah. clanging chains. You'll see here howl of wind. <laughs> the crackling of a fire. And oh, how the blood rain. Can we put like an SM57 on those chains? For real. Run it through a delay pedal for some ambience. Isn't it funny that like like Tom doesn't give a shit. He just has the same shirt he showed up in on. Dude, that's show ready. He's like, it's a red shirt. What more do you want? I actually really do kind of like that. Now, could he look cooler? Yeah. Yeah. But is it cool that he's just wearing the shirt he wore all day? Really cool. Yeah. Those two guys, they're not going to be doing it together anymore. So weird. All right, Tom. I would like to hear an isolated DI. That's just bass Tom's track. bass during one of these shows. Yeah. You can't really hear what he's doing. He's clearly like playing fast and stuff. Right. I wonder if it's a little sloppy Joe or if it's like pretty tight. Yeah, I don't know. Slayer! This is the one that goes real fast. Y'all know this one? We go really fast and we get really squealy. Jeff Hanneman's arm. Yeah, dude. That's such a weird technique. Hammer show. Well, it's just unlearned. Yeah. Let me get you a beer. Oh, Mustaine's gonna get someone a beer. He's wearing his own Megadeth hoodie. I think it's a. I think it's a robe. Oh, he's wearing a Megadeth robe. Oh, well, that's no fun. Chromebacher non-alcoholic. Okay. Well, gay. Do you want to drink some gay beer? Uh oh, canceled. But look, he's doing. The Hangar 18 pose, so. Right. The Hangar 18 pose? Oh, is that Megadeth beer? I guess. He's just such a weird guy. Hey, Dave, could you make us feel less comfortable? Would that be impossible? <laughs> right. You guys are witnessing two very fine gentlemen filming us right now for you. Now I'm going to go in and, and try and find some underwear because I'm done playing and um, I'm actually very naked under this bathroom, so I'll see you later. Other than the t-shirt. Other than your t-shirt and your diaper. Wow, he's wearing a Megadeth robe. Wow. I would wear a Metallica robe around the house. I need a Clint Wells robe is what I need. What if you had a, a Metallica robe that on the back said, until it sleeps? Ooh, I would. Are you offering to make me that? Maybe. I would love that. I mean, I'll hit up Jack O'Shea, the, the seamster. And then like right before sleepy time, like until it sleeps. Yeah. I'm wearing it and then I just throw it off. Crawl into bed Wait, with you. Did you hear that? that Who is that? It's the ghost of Christmas past, aka Carrie King. The, the ghost of Carrie past. <laughs> I gotta say, those chains didn't sound like uh, Home Depot chains. No, they, they sounded, they like, sounded like real ones. chains. There's All the, right, here's the jam. Get everybody in the tuning room. I wonder if there was like a good 45 minute set change between Slayer and Metallica. Or is this from earlier in the day? No, this must be right before they go out. Yeah. There was probably a bigger set change for yeah. them. It's so weird when you do the opener on a show like this. Anthrax has been done for like yeah. three and a half hours. He's got to try not to get drunk. Yeah. When we were doing the Zach Brown stuff, we would be done and showered by like 8.15. I know. It's so weird. And the buses didn't leave till 2. Yeah. And they had a lot of alcohol. Yeah. So it was like, how do I... How do I get through this without just becoming a degenerate? You can't get too bored. Yeah. 
I mean, we were like exercising and shit, but even you do that, that's an hour and yeah. then it's nine. Oh, yeah. Then you still have six hours. You know, you know? And you don't go watch the headliner every single night. We usually watch their first couple of songs because they always open up with something different. Yeah, for sure. They, they, they were like a real band. Yeah. You know, they would they would open up with deep cuts and shit. Yeah, for sure. Come on. Come on. It's, I'm faking it. Rob Halfin. Ross Halfin. Rob, Ron Halford. Ron McGovney Halfin. Dude, old Tumbleweed Ron came out last week. I don't know if you saw that. What did Tumbleweed Ron do? He was, he was giving me an education. He was being really nitpicky about... Oh, you were interacting with him? Oh, yeah. On Twitter? Oh, yeah. I missed that. I'll have to go look it up. I think it was when I said... Um, it was like the whatever year anniversary of Ride the Lightning. And I said something like, the jump from Kill Em All to Ride the Lightning in less than a year is like the greatest jump in all of metal history. Yeah. And he's like, actually, it was more than a year because those songs were written before. Good show. Good show. Oh, my God. It's, the, it's a year between records. That's what I would. That's, and I, we're talking about production, right? And performance on the record. On the record. Yeah. On the record. I mean, do you want me to read you the exchange? Sure. People, people were responding to both of us with just a little meme of tumbleweeds. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so serious. Oh my gosh! Let me find it. Let's see. The more serious we'll get. All right. I'm trying to loosen up as much as possible. Oh, I remember that too. Where James like does not like that stuff. Well, Lawrence is like, let's go do it, let's go do it. And Jim's yeah. like, dude, I'm trying. You know how they played the Ecstasy of Gold? Yes. Oh my gosh, how do I even find this? It goes back so far. Here we go. Can you go to your profile and hit tweets and replies? Yeah. But I mean, you know, we got a lot of replies. Cause yeah. We have a lot of listeners. You guys are famous. really cool. Let me find old Tumbleweed. Okay. So here's my here's what I wrote. I said the jump from Kill 'Em All to Ride the Lightning in less than a year is one of the most staggering leaps in songwriting execution in all of metal. Happy birthday to Clint's all-time favorite Metallica album, Ride the Lightning. Um, he wrote, "It's more than a year considering all the songs from No Life to Leather are on Kill 'Em All, except for a couple of bridges and lyric changes." We played Whiplash and No Remorse live when I was in the band. Besides the bass solo, Kill Em All was written in my, entirely written in my garage in 1982. Great. Wonderful. To which I wrote, like, thanks for, you know, always grateful for your insight, Ron. Thank you. Yeah. I let it go. And then he wrote, actually, hit the light states back to the Leather Charm Days, summer 1981. Okay. And I wrote, right, the demarcation line in my mind was the recording of Kill Em All through the touring writing recording of Ride the Lightning. That jump seems unparalleled to me other than maybe Sabbath and Paranoid, their first two albums. Maybe from Kiss's first album to Kiss Alive would fit in that category. He wrote, but let's be honest, Cliff and Kirk walked into a band where the first album was already written and the songs had already been played live many times. Okay. <laughs> to which I said, true, but there's a unique magic in the execution with that particular cast. No Life to Leather is cool, but it sounds like what it is, a demo of great songs. I said, Kill em All sounds like Metallica. Yeah. And no he, response after that? No. Uh, he probably didn't like that. Well, I mean, he kind of put himself out there by saying, like, in a way almost like minimizing Kirk and Cliff's role. Well, they, they walked in with a whole record written already. Yeah, I think... It's like, man, 
I think he is really protective of that time. Sure. And I and I get why because you know he doesn't really get a lot of love yeah. about it. So I think he's kind of protective of it. <laughs> Sorry, your wife just walked through the room and totally scared me. It's at the corner of my eye. I, I just there's this it, a, a Johnny Cash figure in all black. Did you think it was uh, Tumbleweed Ron who we I th- summoned? I thought, I thought we summoned him to come haunt us in your house. So they're getting ready for the MI Evil Jam. See, this is fun because at this point they already did their job. Yeah, and all they got to do is just go out and jam with Metallica. Which is so fun. Like. If you've been, on, I'm sure you have been on tours before, where like you go do a thing with the headliner oh, yeah. at the end, so you kind of have to be around for that or for like sure. be lucid for that. But the vibe is just so fun when you're doing that because yes, your work's exactly. Done. Yeah. I guess we're heading up on the stage, man. They wheel out that snare drum. It's like th- three or four of the snares. Have a little songy song. Uh, except for Kerry King and Tom Mariah and Jeff Henneman. We picked an extremely difficult song. All right. Come on out, boys. Oh, wait, who, me? You want me to come out? Oh, this guy here? Yes, sir. This is a celebration, man. Yeah, man. Fans been together almost 30 years and still alive and still on the road bringing metal to the metal family like you all out there, you know? So, history is happening right now, all right? And this is all, this is all good. Moving forward. It's not his story. Metal, it's right? their story. Their story. By the way, that's that's becoming a favorite explorer of mine that James has. The one covered in stickers. From a bank oh, you like that one? Head. Just something about it. It's just, you know, it's just kind very of punk rock. Punk rock, like... Yeah. Kind of like Billy Joe's uh, Blue guitar. Mm-hmm. Named Blue. Oh, it's called Blue? Blue, yes. Just covering stickers. See, Charlie Bonante is just... Oh, yeah. There we go. Sounds like someone has a piccolo snare. This one's tuned pretty high. Which they probably tuned it high so it would like, not be competing with the yeah, frequency, just, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Dang. I mean, look, look, listen, Tom Mariah, Kerry King, Jeff, if you're listening, wherever you are. In metal heaven. Why in the hell would you not come out and just participate? It's a good time. I, I don't forgive them. Like, if anything, Metallica did everyone a favor by playing these massive-ass shows. I'm sure they don't see it that way. No, probably not. They're like, I guess we'll play. Who's that guy? Was that Mick Wall? Oh, that, oh. oh, that was Peter Minch. Was it? That oh. was Peter Minch. Someone just said, thanks, Peter. Peter Minch kind of looks like Mick Wall. Okay. See, Ellison has the right attitude. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Uh, Joey sounds like Mustaine in, in this performance. It's so weird. What do you think about that question? Was that fun or was that fun? It's like, well, you didn't give me any options. Yeah. Well, let's see. <laughs> I don't know. Which I guess is the point. Yeah. It couldn't be anything other than these two options, which are the same option. You know what? Have fun always. Have fun always. That's what they did, except for three people. I mean, are we having fun always or are we having fun always? Right. Do you think by the time they're playing MIA Bill, do you think the other three dudes in Slayer are already gone back to the hotel? 
I still, I can't stop smiling. I guess. Because how weird would it be for like, there had to have been an after party. Like Lombardo walking back in the dressing room like, dudes. That was amazing. It was so fun. Where the fuck were you? Um, I'm guessing there were after parties. There had to have been. After every show. Something, yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. Thank you so much. I love all the drummers around his kid. <laughs> Joey, one more. That was kind of a good another one. Monster. But then they have Anvil come out and they sing Am I Anvil? Am I Anvil? And then they say, yes, we are. Yes, correct. Classic photo. Yeah. Missing some knuckleheads. Oh, wait, there's Tom. I think he came out for it. Oh, he came out for the photo. Unless he was like on the side of the stage playing bass or something. But that's just weird. Well, his role would have been more of just like singing a verse or something. And maybe he just didn't want to sing. I guess when I get asked that question all the time, like, What's the like best thing you've ever done? I could say getting on stage with all those dudes in Bulgaria. See, that's, that's the right attitude. That's the right, yeah. That's the correct answer, Scott. It's a it's a little thing called an attitude adjustment. Yeah. Now that was a metal moment. Oh yeah. Solos. <laughs> great. Forget that. It's a great picture, man. You guys should have done the big four show at Ruthie's Inn. Okay. Ruthie's. All right, and thus endeth the. Uh, there it is. Thus endeth our our journey through the Big Four. We really burnt. We literally yeah. burnt the whole thing down. Burnt and turned it, man. Literally burned it. Le- literally, like Clint's computer's on fire. Well, I had fun as always. Oh yeah, that was a good time. It was a neat shirt to have, and uh, we're going to move on with our regularly scheduled Metallica podcast That's agenda. Right. Some Dave Matthews talk coming up soon. <laughs> Thrash into me. Thrash into me, man. Um, everyone knows what to do. Go leave the review for the month of August. We are giving away the patches if you leave us the review on iTunes. We got so many nice reviews. It was a really nice yeah, thing that happened. A lot of we, nice ones. And Clint, uh, he uh, sent out all the picks for the month of July. All the picks have been sent. They've been sent. We hope you all enjoy them. And everyone, make sure that when you get them, that you post a picture of them on the internet and tag us in it, and we'll yeah, share it and all that of stuff. Um, if you were interested in buying the picks for five bucks, we will send them anywhere in the world. You can PayPal us five bucks. And uh, the picks can be yours until we, which we're, we're going to run out of them. I guess we need to do another. Oh, well, batch. yeah, I'll probably, have, I'll probably have to order more picks for us to actually play on tour. <laughs> right. Um, anything else we should say before we split? Well, um, I was going to say that. <clears throat> pardon me. Mm-hmm. He was going to say, after, "Pardon me." After clearing my throat, pardon me. He's going to ask if we had any grape Uh I just want to remind everybody that my record will be coming out sometime this fall. Vinyl's happening soon. I think I got enough left over to do a run of cassettes too. Good. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, if you are, if you did back it on Kickstarter, you'll probably get the digital version within a couple weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats. Thanks, man. Very cool. And go check out MorganWadeMusic.com if you want to catch us on tour coming up. And we will see you guys next week on the Flippity Floppity. Peace. Adios. Master! Master! Hey, check, check. Hey, hey, check one, two. Okay. Alrighty then. If you think I'm not at some point going to lounge up, get lounged out, maybe make some areas for you to, to lounge. I'm just saying. I got one right in front of me. I don't know if I'm ready to like jump into the lounge like currently. Yeah. I can feel. I've been kind of running around a bit this morning. I had to shake that stuff off. Are you going to get right right to it? Well, why not? I mean, shoot, man. Hey, check, check. I, I'm not pressuring you to lounge. You lounge at your at your discretion. I mean, I'll say this. I already have a pillow behind my back. <laughs> Good. There's. A, I have two additional pillows. Dude, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Lumbar support. It's Lumbar. important. You got it. It's very important. 
Okay. <laughs> that was good. Maybe we can put that on at the end. Perfect. <laughs> Don't forget your lumbar support, everybody. <laughs> Or advice, or what would you say? Then I would say, delete that. <laughs>